Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bible or your phone, please turn with me to 2 Corinthians 2, chapter, verse 14. And we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads, diffuses the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death, but the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we're not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. I've entitled today's message, How to Smell Good, Stay Smelling Good on this Jesus Victory Parade. I know, it's a little bit odd. God gave me this title. I go, okay, but go with me. You're going to get it. You're going to get it today. So. We're going to address three things. Number one, what does it mean smelling good for Jesus? How do we do that? Number two, how to diffuse that sweet aroma to others. And three, what does that mean to us as a church? So, interesting things about the sense of smell, we don't think about that often, is a very powerful sense. Every human being has a distinct odor, smell, we like to say scent, um, that is like our DNA. I didn't know that. It's like our fingerprints. They're developing something like that as a unique scent to each person to identify who we are. Um, 75% of our emotions are triggered by smell. And they said about 85% of people, when they smell The scent of crayons kind of bring them right back to when they were kids coloring with crayons. Uh, The sense of smell is the very first sense among all the senses uh, that is fully developed and functioning in the unborn before they were even born. So that, I just find that fascinating. Um, We all like to smell good. Uh, The the perfume industry tells us that they make about $30 billion worldwide. So people want to smell good, wouldn't you agree? Um, A smell can transport us back in time and space like nothing else. Maybe like your grandmother's cooking, right? Um, And for my husband, I remember one time I was buying a lipstick for my mom. It was like a Revlon red lipstick, and he took a sniff. He goes, that reminds me of my mother's kisses. Because when he was a little boy, his mother would wear that Revlon lipstick. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And that smell, kind of plasticky. And (laughs) so when he smells that, he said, that's my mom's kisses. That's what he thinks about. He reminds him. And uh, when we travel anywhere around the world, when I Go into a Starbucks. I know some of you are like, Starbucks, Harvey, really? Um, yeah, I'm partial. I just think it's nothing else in the world like Starbucks coffee. But when we go into a Starbucks coffee anywhere, Europe, Asia, anywhere, 
It's like a home away from home. It's that familiar smell. It's that coffee, right? It's no other coffee, just that one. It just brings us back that that home smell. You know, for me, it's just I drink coffee, Starbucks at home too. And um, and the sense of smell, we we don't think about that so much. We think about seeing and hearing in the spirit sense as well. But the sense of smell, I believe that God is onto something to want us to to really. Focus on that a little bit. The sense of smell is the only sense that we can give awe and take in. We can give awe of that scent and we can take in. Now, <clears throat> the word soothing aroma, we've read that in the Bible, soothing aroma. In the Hebrew, it is, now get ready for that, get ready for that guttural because, you know, like you've got something stuck right here. It's reah. Hani chocha. Can y'all say that? Reach. Hani chocha. Hani chocha. Okay. Reach is that aroma. Hani chocha is the soothing, the, the sweet thing. Now, uh, for Bible study, anytime the, the word appears in the Bible for the first time, it tells us the essence of that word. And it tells us God's original intent for that concept or idea. So the first time, the soothing aroma, appears in the Bible the first time is in Genesis 8.21. Now this happened after the flood and Noah and his family are saved and he built an altar and he began to make an offering of burnt sacrifices to the Lord. And it says, verse 21, the Lord smelled the soothing aroma, and the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man, for the intent of man's heart is evil from his youth, and I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. You see, Noah's devotion to God and his sacrifices triggered the Lord to make a promise to restore the earth. That is some powerful smell, wouldn't you say? Even in the New Testament, the phrase sweet aroma often ties in with burnt offerings to God, like in Ephesians 5.2 and Philippians 4.18. And so the first time this phrase appears in the Bible, sweet aroma, it tells us the original intent of the Lord for this sweet aroma is our sacrifices connect with God. So what does that mean to smell good for Jesus? You know, burnt sacrifices, when we lay it all down for God, our dreams, our hope, our fears, our anxiety, our, our worries, all of that, every day, we lay it all down for the Lord. That touches his heart. Romans 12, 1, 2 says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Because Jesus came as the sacrifice for us in our place, as the Lamb of God, we are to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to him daily. And you notice that taking 
him in, taking that concept, that truth into us and giving it all, that burnt offering uh, to God as that sweet aroma, acknowledging Jesus as our sacrificial lamb and he has sacrificed himself in, in our place and that sweet aroma of our acknowledgement and our living sacrifice is what touches God's heart. Matthew 26, 7 tells us a woman um, pouring a jar of um, alabaster jar of very expensive perfume on the head of Jesus. Now picture that with me, a bottle, a whole bottle of perfume, right? She poured that onto the head of Jesus, and it drips everywhere. It's messy. Have you ever spilled something before? Yeah, that perfume. And can you imagine that scent, that smell of that perfume just would last um, in the house forever, I would say. It, it, you can't get rid of that smell. You know, that scent is just so strong, so concentrated. And then I think about after that, Jesus went to be sacrificed, right? He died on the cross for us. And that smell was all over his body, his hair. And he said at that moment that this woman was preparing him for burial. And that was the thought he had. I, I'm, I'm just guessing, all right? This is not in the Bible. But I just could go along with that, assuming that that was what, on, what was on Jesus' mind when he was laying down his, his life for us as our sacrificial lamb. And that is that sweet aroma that touches the heart of God. That picture of that woman's sacrifice and devotion. Jesus says that everywhere the gospel is being preached, this woman would be remembered. That's the fragrance of the knowledge of God. That is some good fragrance. Now, I love garlic. I love to cook with garlic. And there are some people like garlic a little tag too much, more than we do. And you know what I'm talking about, because when you get around some people like that, they love garlic so much more than we do, you can smell it, right? You go, eh, that's what you had yesterday, um, <laughs> when you get around them. And, and uh, it, it, it's not a pleasant smell, right? 2 Samuel 16, 21 says, Ahitophel said to Absalom, go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house, then all Israel will hear that you have made yourself odious. That's a nice word for stinky. You've made yourself stinky to your father. The hands of all who are with you will also be strengthened. And that word stinky, which you read in your version, would be odious, uh, is ba'ash, and it means bad smell and stinky. And a lot of times it's translated as abomination. Because that's what it is. Sin and disobedience makes us stinky to God and to other people. People can smell that. You get around people like that, there's, there's that smell. You, you kind of know. How not to smell bad? How not to smell bad? Psalm 119.11 says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. When we keep God's word in our hearts, stay away from sin. And when we do make a mistake, sometimes we do. We run right back to God, repent, and confess. He promises to forgive our sins 
and cleanses from all unrighteousness. So here are some practical tips. You might already be doing some of these, or some of these there might be new, but they have helped me. So I'm going to share them with you, how not to smell bad and smell good. Uh, confess our sins. We just talked about it. Check our hearts. Check our motives. Sometimes doing the same thing, but if our heart is not quite right, it's for our own pride, for our own, our own benefit and gain. That's not the right motive. That could be stinking. So we're going to realign ourselves. Check our hearts. David says that if there's any wicked way in me, leave me in the way everlasting. He knew the value of checking our hearts. Um, fill our hearts and mind with the word of God. Um, in the morning, I might be only one, the only one here that I open my eyes, I grab my phone and kind of check texts and emails. What did I miss? The news, right? When I was sleeping. But um, I started doing this something else first. I have this Bible app that tells me the verse of the day, kind of like Bible Russian roulette. They just kind of pick right, what, what they want, the verse of the day. But it, I, I mean, any word of, the, ver, word, word of the day works, right? So I open it up and I meditate on that word. Five seconds, 10 seconds with that, whatever that may be. That, that's not the news. That is not my mother's email. Anything like that is the word of God. The first thing I open up, just five, 10 seconds, close your eyes, you know, Turn your devotions to the Lord. Set your heart right for the day, right? Memorizing scriptures, I know that seems like a chore to some people sometimes, and we made our kids do that. And uh, post-it notes, scriptures, you think that the, the Lord is giving you a word um, about something. Just let that sink in, right? And don't gloss over it and go, okay, I'll go back to it. Write it down. Wherever you visit often, your refrigerator, you're, you know, driving your dashboard in your car, anywhere that you're, you're there a lot, you know, put that in front of you. Um, the Lord's Supper, I love that Pastor G and Pastor Yolanda were doing the Lord's Supper this morning. Um, as a family recently, we started doing that almost every day at home and just setting our hearts right, acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ as our sacrificial lamb and that we want to present ourselves as the living sacrifice. Uh, one year Bible. I know we're at the, you know, toward the end of the year, but it's never too late to start. One year Bible. I love that. I've been doing that several years. There's a, a website called One Year Bible Online. I love that because you can open it up and read. They, they'll show you all the portions of the day. They even have the audio uh, part of it where if you don't have time to sit down 15 minutes, turn it on. When you're brushing your teeth, driving, it's on, you know, the portion of the day, one-year Bible. Um, if that's a little intimidating for you, 15 minutes, Proverbs, one chapter a day. Today's December 1st, first chapter of Proverbs. We do that as a family, too. Just read over it. It's a lot of nuggets, wisdom in there. Just read over it. Tomorrow, second day in December, chapter 2 of Proverbs. Go over that next month. Start over. In a year's time, you would have read Proverbs every chapter almost 12 times. It's amazing. Uh, practicing being aware of the Lord's presence. Y'all know that even when we don't feel him, he is with us. So being conscious of that thought. He is watching. He is with me. He's with me all the time. Um, speaking the heavenly language. 
you know, whatever we're doing, you know, just practice doing that. And it's really powerful. Those are powerful things. If you just do one thing and go, I'm going to start small, do that one thing and practice and dwell and soak in the presence of God. That's how we smell good. Number two, how to diffuse that sweet aroma to others. The scent of smell likens the gift of the prophetic. Because you know what? You walk into a home that they're baking cookies, you know there's sugar. You know there might be chocolate chips that you're smelling, and you're like, I want to get some of that. There's no evidence yet because you're just smelling it, but you just know. Kind of like the prophetic, that sense that you get. Um, Plug-in air fresheners. My daughter has a friend that whenever she goes to her house, for a few hours she comes home, she smells like sour apple. It's a good kind, a good kind, because their house smells like that sour apple air freshener. You know, you get around that, you know, in that house for an hour or so, you, you come out, you can't help yourself. It's on your clothes and your hair, and it rubs off people, right? The fragrance. When someone has that nice perfume and you hug them and then you smell like them the next two days, you're like, oh, yes, I've been around, you know, Susie. That's her smell. Soak, when we soak in the presence of God, that is the fragrance of the knowledge of God that people rubs off whether you're trying or not. It's there. The fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus Christ is the, the byproduct of being in his presence. Colossians 3, 1, 2 says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. We set our mind on the things above, not the things on this earth. When does fruit start smelling good? Mangoes, pineapples, you know, when you go shopping, you're like, I want good mangoes. You start sniffing it, right? When it's ripened, you can smell that fruit. When it's not, you kind of put it down. And go, I can't eat that for another two weeks. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I need that to smell good right now. Ripened. Likewise, when we are in the presence of God, we walk in Jesus everywhere we go. The fruits of the Spirit smell good. It diffuses through us. We eat the living bread, God's word. His aroma comes through. So I've got this diffuser going, you know, with some lemon oil. You might not, might not smell that. But the diffuser is what's happening when we go everywhere. And that, can you imagine how about before you even enter into a room, people can smell kingdom peace. They can smell kingdom joy. They can smell kingdom glory and hope before you even enter into the room. You're not even trying to diffuse. It just, it just oozes through you because of what you've been doing, how you've lived, Right? And so, um, the soothing aroma, reach, is the aroma. Doesn't it sound like ruach, the Holy Spirit, spirit, ruach? So, the spirit, ruach, that word also means wind. It also means breath. 
And I just find that interesting. Those two words are so similar. And the one letter in each word, one is the letter Yud, the other one is the letter Vav. Those two letters are in the name of God. You know that four-letter name? My husband told me not to say four-letter word. But the four-letter name of God, right, uh, cannot be pronounced. There's a name for that. It's called tetragrammaton. It's, it's, it sounds like a complex name, but it just means four letters. That tetragrammaton, it's that four-letter name of God, has those two letters in them. There's something about it. The smell, the aroma, and the spirit of God. And I believe there's something prophetic about that sense of smell. You see, right now, the weather's getting cooler when we go outside at night, right? When we're walking outside, we're taking the trash out. You can smell the wind blowing over the firewoods in our neighbor's house burning in the fireplace. The wind's blowing over that sense of that wood burning, right? In the summertime barbecue, your neighbor's grilling some good meat. The wind's blowing over that good meat burning. You want some of that? You see the spirit of the living God is blowing. The wind of what the Lord is doing in the atmosphere, that we can smell it, we can sense it in the spirit, even though we don't see it, we don't hear it yet. We can smell it. Jesus says in John 3, 8, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Colossians 3, 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You see, when we have the word of Jesus, his word in our hearts, we can administer, we can minister to one another in wisdom, in all wisdom, it says here. And we teach one another. Y'all do that here as a body. You encourage one another. You have the wisdom to speak God's word because you've got Jesus, the word, his word in you. Calvary Life has been doing um, a lot of outreaches over the years, and I really admire that because you're outward thinking. You're taking the gospel outside the four walls, right? I, j I just love that. Uh, last week, um, our family had the opportunity to partner with a ministry in South Dallas to deliver Thanksgiving meals to some of the residents in South Dallas, and um, it was wonderful. We knocked on doors, and they received us with a big smile because we're bringing them food, you know, free food. Who wouldn't want some of that? We brought them physical food, and we brought them spiritual food. And we got to pray with a lot of these people. At one point, uh, we got to a door where the lady did not speak a word of English. And I don't speak Spanish. What I do, but it won't help me because enchiladas and tacos and burritos won't help me in our prayers, right? So um, the Holy Spirit is so good because you see he leads us always. And so um, this is my personal assistant. I just love Siri. 
and I, re I was reminded that I have this Google Translate app. It is amazing. I never used it before that moment, but I was reminded that I have it. I should figure out how to, to work that this time with the updated version. And it was the most fabulous thing because it was like I have a, a live translator with me. I began to pray with this lady where first I asked, can I pray with you? And I spoke into my phone and out comes Siri or this translator speaking in Spanish, asking her if I could pray with her. And she said, see, and I, I got that part. And uh, so there we go. I started praying this long thing and then my phone would start speaking Spanish and praying in Spanish with her. And tears streamed down her face. Ministry was happening because God provided the technology in Siri. Because otherwise, we'd be like, hola, gracias. And then out we go, but no. No, we had translator. We, we, we can speak any languages with our phone and do ministry. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. 2 Corinthians 12, 17, the same verse from the very beginning we were talking about, for we are not like so many, but peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. You see, in this verse, it says that we're appointed, we're entrusted with God watching. Then we do what? We speak in Christ. That just reminded me that we speak in the language of Jesus. We speak in Christ. How do we speak in Christ? When we have Jesus in our hearts, we speak in Christ. Whether you know it or not, you speak in Christ. Because when you see people with that smile you have, it's Jesus loves you that comes through. When we were praying with these residents, they, they, they were a little less fortunate than we are. And I could not stop saying, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. We speak Jesus to people everywhere. What does that mean as a church, particularly for Calvary Life? You know, I asked the Lord about today what, what he wanted to share, what message he wanted to give y'all. You know, this 2 Corinthians 12, 2, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17 is what we've been focusing on. It says, it begins with, but thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads, diffuses the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Triumphal procession. Did you know that you're on a victory parade? That's what it means. Victory parade. That's what you're on. Now, now it also says, God in Christ, always leads us. Um, we're told not to say always. I don't know you heard that before because we tell our spouses, you always leave those towels, dirty towels on the floor. I tell my kids, you always leave your dirty socks. They, people say, don't, don't say always because that's not true. They don't always. But it's true here. God always leads us in this victory parade. He directs us. Back in the day, when I was in high school, our high school football team won the state championship. It was a big deal. It was glorious. The football team came home. We had this huge 
Victory Championship Parade. Have y'all been in one before? It, it is amazing. We get in our cars, our trucks, right? We decorate our floats, and we throw confetti everywhere, joy and celebration. Now, I, not once, threw a football anywhere. Somebody did, and they won the championship, and I'm a winner. I'm on the floor. I'm in this victory parade. So much excitement. That is the visual I want to leave y'all. Because we're in this victory parade. We, we don't have to throw that football to win. Jesus already won the victory. We're just in this parade together. And you see, God always leads us in this victory parade. He takes us in different routes and different directions, you know, in this verse that we're reading about the triumphal procession, Paul was going one place on his way somewhere, and then the Lord directed him elsewhere. And then he says, God always leads us in the triumphal procession. It doesn't matter where we go. He's guiding us. Everywhere we go, we're on this parade. We're just in for the ride. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. We have the aroma of Christ. And people, they might be asking, why are you so happy? You know, in your situation, with what you just heard, that bad news, why are you not frantically in panic, Right? And they're smelling something. They're smelling that hope of Jesus. And you can say, that's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing Jesus, that fragrance. The fragrance of Jesus also brings conviction. You see, the scripture says that to some is from death to death. It's conviction that they're smelling and that God wants to draw them back to his heart. Tune in. Take a whiff. And smell the wind that God is blowing over and see what he's doing. This is really fun. Calvary life is victory living. Calvary life is victory living. DFW, declaring freedom in his word. That's the, what the Lord says. Isn't that amazing? Calvary life, DFW. Yes, let's clap for God. Y'all are living the victory God has provided for you, victory living, declaring freedom in his word. We're on the same float together. We're in this victory parade, unity. You know, the enemy's number one strategy is deception, lies. We know that. Father lies. I believe his number two strategy is division. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Ephesians 4.2-6 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Division brews confusion, but unity brings focus and strength. 
and fosters healthy growth. So you're on this victory float, victory living float. And you feel like you don't smell so good. You don't belong here. Guess what? Get in that secret place. Soak in the presence of the Lord, right? Get in his word. Allow the Lord to cleanse you. If you don't, you're not as happy as those around you. you no, know, get around them more often. They rub off on you, right? And maybe you see this float. You go, well, I would use a different color of decorations on that. And you got your own ideas, right? Or you have new ideas about how you decorate this float. Pastor G, Pastor Yolanda are here. Open doors. I'm sure there's a place for you to start with those ideas. And maybe you got off the float at some point, and you're on the sideline, and this float of people just waving and all that excitement, and they passed you by. And you, and you go, wait, wait a minute, I was excited at the moment, now they're gone and I'm depressed. Get back in there. Get back in the float. Get plugged in. It's never too late. Now, lastly, don't let the enemy rain on your parade. When it rains, dance in there. Drink that rainwater. Laugh in the face of the enemy. Laugh in his face. Why? Because God does. God laughs in the face of the enemy. Amen? And we do too. So I'm going to leave you with three assets to sum it all up about not smell bad, but to smell good and stay smelling good. Number one S, first S is sacrifice. Be the living sacrifice for Jesus as he is the sacrificial lamb of God for us, right? Acknowledge that. Dwell in that presence. Let that just soak in our lives. Sanctify ourselves through the word of God. Second S, start diffusing. Like this diffuser here, we're meant to diffuse. God fills us up and we are to diffuse. Start diffusing what God's infused in us. Tell your story. Don't hide it. Every one of us here have a story to tell, right? Now, if you don't, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is your day. Because we're going to have an altar open in a minute where you can Begin that story. Allow Jesus Christ to write your story that you have a story to tell too. The third S is stay in the parade. Be in unity. We're stronger as one body. Take a smell of what the Lord is blowing over, that he's doing in the midst of us. Smell the spirit wind, what he's blowing over for 2020. You know, the perfect eyesight, 2020, the perfect hearing and the perfect sense clarity of our smell. Proverbs 20:12 says, "The hearing eye and the seeing, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made both of them. We have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a nose to smell that God has provided that we can sense, we can see and hear what he's doing in the atmosphere for us and for those around us. So we're going to close in prayer and the altar will be open and 
after that you'll be dismissed during that time but um, if you have a few moments that you like to stay I would like to um, do a little prophetic ministry here if that's okay with y'all but um, I understand if you need to go we want to be respectful of your time so Father we just thank you thank you Lord for Jesus Christ that have laid down your body as our sacrificial lamb of God that we smell good because of you and we just acknowledge you as Lord and Savior and we dedicate our lives to you as the living sacrifice daily we want to lay it all down for you as the sweet aroma that would touch your heart would touch your heart Father we thank you for your sweet presence that sweet aroma the fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus that everywhere we go we would diffuse that that we are one body for you in this victory parade that we allow you to guide and lead us always every turn that you guide us that we would diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge of God to those who are perishing would turn their hearts toward you to those who are rejoicing that we are united stronger than ever and we thank you for the work that you have begun today you would complete in Jesus name we pray amen we hope this message was impactful to you if you would like to hear more please remember to subscribe for more information you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram God bless you and have a great rest of the week.